to the God Coffee and Resilience Podcast, where you can get your weekly dose of confidence, motivation, and inspiration in the midst of adversity. In every segment, we will discuss faith, life's obstacles that try to get in our way, and how we can maintain our resilience with God and a whole lot of coffee. I am Reese, your host. Grab a mug of your choice and come on in. Hey, welcome back to God, Coffee, and Resilience. My name is Reese, your host, and I am so, so, so happy to have you back here today. Uh, Today, we are going to be moving to a more lighter note indefinitely. So I know that you all are like, what are we going to be talking about today? And today, I wanted to take a step back. Like I said, we are definitely going to be moving to more of a lighter note, a lighter discussion today. I know for the past few weeks, we've talked about defining our lives, which kick-started our launch for this podcast. And then we went into breakthroughs and motivation, um, haters, revenge, moving forward. We covered all of that and we are just getting started. So I know that was a lot and I hope you guys have been taking notes. I hope that you have been enjoying the podcast. I hope that you've been sharing it with your friends because the information that I'm giving out here, I feel like it's really needed, especially in times like this. Um, And I truly feel like they are very simple, easy and effective steps and tips that we can all use to apply to our everyday lives to make a difference, to make us feel better, to make us feel more confident, to have us move forward with achieving our dreams and our goals or whatever we're trying to do, right? So today I would like to actually discuss um, self-care. And of course, for me, I mean, coffee is something that I truly enjoy. So what does coffee and self-care has to do with each other? Just hold on, sis. I'm trying to pull it together, okay? So <laughs> I love coffee, Colombiana coffee, um, decaf, um, morning blend, whatever type of coffee, right? I will sit and drink it. Cappuccinos, whatever. It's It's just the little things, right? Like I enjoy coffee so much that that is one of the ways that I self-care or I practice self-care on a daily basis. When I get up in the morning, I love the smell of coffee. I have a Keurig full of them, uh, full of um, K-cups, and I just brew my coffee so I can sit and smell it for a moment in the morning. Yes, I'm I'm that girl. And then I'll, I'll just lightly sip on it. You know, I get up pretty early, way before I have to clock into work because I'm doing telemedicine from home. So before I start prepping my charts and getting ready to refill prescriptions and everything, I just enjoy drinking my cup of coffee. And that just sets the tone for my day. And it's definitely, like I said, one of the ways that I practice self-care. So today I want to challenge you to think about some of the things that you do on a daily basis to practice self-care. And if you're not doing it, then what are you doing, sis? What are you doing, bro? Like, what what are you doing? Um, (laughs) So, um, you know, sometimes self-care doesn't exactly mean taking three weeks off from work and planning a trip to Aspen to sit in a spa or in hot springs. And, you know, it just, it doesn't take all that. Um, And you can't really plan trips around this time anyway, with everything going on, not safely, right? Because the key is safety, right? So let me go over how you can take several small steps 
to implement boundaries and implement small little things in your everyday life or your weekly life just to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you definitely feel rejuvenated at the end of it. Like you don't feel burnt out. You don't feel like you're running on E all the time. You don't feel fatigued. You don't feel tired. We all have our one friend. You be having a good day and you call her up. You'd be like, hey, sis, how you doing, girl? I'm tired. Like you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all have our one friend um, that's always tired and I don't want that to be you. So let's get into these tips. So tip number one, read the word. I cannot say this enough. You'll be surprised how if you just say, Lord, please give me a word to get me through the day or please give me a word to change my attitude or please give me a word to change my perspective on my day or this situation, how opening up that Bible and reading exactly where God points you, like the direction, the chapter, the book that he points you to how that can really help to further set the tone for your day. So, or the, your night or your next day, whenever you sit down and spend time with God, whether it be the morning, afternoon or night, me personally, when I spend time with God, I would prefer it to be in the morning time. And sometimes that might not always happen for various reasons. Plus I like to think of myself as an afternoon person, but Low key, I'm a morning person. I've been getting up early majority of my life and all through PA school. So I have no choice but to love the morning, whether I like it or not. But um, I would love for it to be the morning. But sometimes I don't get to read my word or read anything spiritual until right before I go to bed. Um, and that does help me to set the tone for the night and maybe even the next day. But it just depends on your schedule and where you are at. So number one, read the word. Number two, social media put limits on what you are consuming. Honey, I can't, I can't tell you how many times that I've logged into social media and I've literally compared myself to about six different people and I've only been on social media for 10 minutes. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. You are created fearfully and wonderfully made, right? So you are unique in your own special way. I don't know where becoming a clone or being like everyone else came from. I mean, I know it came from somewhere. And I would hate to say that it started out with my space, even though that might be true. But I hate to because you know, back in the day, if y'all remember my space, I was in what middle school when my space was a thing. So middle school, just elementary ish. So for me, my space was just a place where everybody could post their pictures. But really, you wanted to interact with your friends, you want to see what song they had playing on their page, you want to see the layout, your banner, like you want to hide things or do different things with your pages. I really think that's one of the reasons why I got into coding and website design and all that stuff. That's really one of the hobbies that I enjoy because I used to do that for hours for, for my space until I got it to look the way I wanted to. But for other people, I'm pretty sure that was the start of comparison or, you know, making sure you show this or you look like that or you have a certain image. Nowadays, it's everywhere. Like we got kids in elementary school wearing makeup, lipstick, um, talking about extensions, wigs. I mean, you name it. And I just think it's a little bit much. But for us, being that we're adults, um, it's tough out here. You would think it get easier the older you get. But sometimes for some people, it doesn't. 
And I mean, you might not necessarily be comparing looks. You might be comparing materialistic things, um, marriages, relationships, whatever it is that make you feel like whatever it is that you see that makes you feel inadequate or makes you feel less than, I want to challenge you to block that, delete that. If it's somebody that you know that you really don't want to delete or block as a friend and you want them to continue being friends with you, Facebook and Instagram, which Facebook now owns Instagram, made it very easy for you to mute people. You can even mute people for up to 60 or is it 30 days now where you don't have to see them, their posts, their timeline, and you can remain friends. And that's perfectly fine if that's what you have to do to protect yourself then do it. Um, please. So please, please, please watch your psychological response to what you absorb on social media. Too much negativity causes anxiety and depression because you're comparing yourself. And that is my PA hat coming on. So especially in middle schoolers, high schoolers, so many of them have depression. They're addicted to social media. They go to sleep with their phones. And I tell my parents all the time, make sure you're putting limits on it. You cut the Wi-Fi off, whatever you have to do, because it's not healthy for them. And as adults, it's not healthy for us. So again, number two, putting limits on social media. Number three kind of goes in with what I've already talked about, blocking people, muting people, or mutant counts that make you feel worse, phone numbers, friendships, whatever you got to do. If it's your own cousin, you know, if you got to mute, block them, whatever you have to do, maybe not necessarily social media, maybe it's, you know, blocking their number for a little bit, whatever you have to do to protect you do it. So number four, take at least 30 minutes to yourself. You know, it's 24 hours in a day, right? And at least eight hours of those day of the day, excuse me, you're supposed to be sleeping, right? So when do you, aside from going to work or going to school, um, taking care of the kids, your husband, or coming home, going to the gym, taking care of yourself, whatever your schedule is, when do you have time for you? Like, really, when was the last time you took time for yourself? So if you cannot answer that question, then I would love to challenge you whether you got to wake up 30 minutes before you go to before your regular time to get ready and prepared to go to work. Or whether you have to take, you know, time away from watching TV in the evening after dinner time for some self-care. I want you to do that because life is extremely too short not to be taking care of ourselves. And 30 minutes in a day, I mean, you can work out in 30 minutes. It doesn't necessarily have to be just sitting there. Like you can work out for 30 minutes a day. You can go for a walk. You can... Listen to your favorite song or your favorite podcast, so to speak, or color or whatever it is um, for 30 minutes. It doesn't cost you much. You, you be watching a TV show for longer than 30 minutes. So take care of yourself, sis. Next, you can meditate. You, that goes into the 30 minutes. You can meditate for 30 minutes. And when you empty, when you clear your mind and you just sit in the presence of God or meditate on the word, going back to number one, which you read that day, or you just meditate prayerfully, thoughtfully, or meditate praise like to God, that makes a difference. You know, sometimes is watching TV, social media, and all them distractions 
make it very hard for you to hear God. And maybe if you sit and meditate, you can hear him clearly. So meditate. Number six, be mindful of your thoughts, which in a way goes back to number two. So with how much negativity and everything that you're consuming, that leads to thoughts and thoughts lead to actions or that leads to thoughts and thoughts leads to emotions. So just making sure that, and this might sound difficult, but thinking about what you're thinking about. So if you catch yourself having a thought, I challenge you to start thinking about why am I thinking about this? Did I see something? Did this randomly just pop up in my mind? What was I thinking about before this? Is this the devil? Is this spirits trying to deter me away from what I'm supposed to be doing? Or is this just me being negative? Or whatever it is, if it's negative, I want to challenge you to ask yourself, why am I thinking about this? You know, we think about a million thoughts, I'm pretty sure, a day. And I mean, some of them self-doubt. You're self-conscious about something, but why? Like, have you ever just sat and tried to figure out why do you think a certain way? Like, why your thought patterns, your beliefs? So I want to challenge you to be mindful of your thoughts. Think about what you're thinking about. And if you haven't, I, I so, 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 so recommend this book. It's called Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. If you have not gotten that book, I want to challenge you to get the book. If you've gotten the book, buy it for a friend. That book will change your life and that, that book will teach you how to think about your thoughts. But anyway, moving on. Number seven, always find the sunshine or the positive things in every negative situation. There's always a positive in a negative situation. Like, for example, um, a couple of years ago when I got out of my last relationship, I thought that was the worst thing that ever happened to me in the world. And for a little bit, I was so betrayed. I like I felt like I was so betrayed. Now, looking back on it, that was the best thing that could have ever happened because if I knew what I knew now, I don't want no parts of that. Like I don't, that, that union would have been too much for me to take on. It would have been too much in the long run. I didn't see it then. So that's what I'm talking about. Finding positive, finding the sunshine in negative situations. You might think you losing your job is something negative and trust me in the moment it is because you worry about your finances, your bills, your job, like, you know, the job you don't have, getting another job. I mean, everything, but God always has a plan. We always tend to forget that God wrote our whole story. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He, you know, cre knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb, right? So why would he not know at the age of, I don't know, 35, you were going to lose your job? Do you not think he was just going to have you lose your job and not have a plan for it or not have a makeup for it? Everything that he takes away from you comes back, what, threefold? Like you're, you're always going to be more blessed than what you were. The thing that he's going to replace whatever you lost with is so much better than what you had before. It's nothing but an upgrade. So we have to consistently have faith in God that he's going to do what he needs to do. So like I said, always finding the positive, the positive, speaking life over our situations. Um, another thing is be mindful of your company. Number eight, who are you keeping in your circle? How do they talk about other people? Every time you call them, are they gossiping? 
are they saying anything positive or uplifting or are they talking negatively and bringing other people down? Or are they always gossiping about a TV show, reality show? Or are they actually talking about something like getting to this money or running a business or doing something productive? Watch who you keep in your circle. Because that could be another reason why you are not taking care of yourself because your closest people to you bring you down in ways that you're not thinking about. So think about that. Number nine, make sure you're getting at least eight hours of sleep. I know I talked about 24 hours in a day, taking 30 minutes to yourself, but contrary to belief, like you need those eight hours. I know people talk about you got as many hours in a day as Beyonce. I even posted that on the Instagram page for God Resilience Podcast on Instagram, shameless plug. Um, but yes, we do have the same numbers in of hours in a day as Beyonce, but Beyonce also has money to help pay a team to help her. I'm pretty sure Beyonce doesn't do everything herself, but what she does do, she gives 212%, but I'm pretty sure she's not doing everything by herself. She tells them the vision, they make it come to life, and then she do her part and her part plus their part, boom, beautiful. But I'm pretty sure Beyonce doesn't run herself in a hole because she has money to afford people to help her. So we're as much as as much as that's true, we're not we don't have Beyonce money. So we have to be careful. Plus, not getting eight hours of sleep can really show in your skin. And it can really show like it can really take a toll on your day, your your level of energy, like your concentration, I mean, everything. Make sure you get eight hours of sleep, okay? And then the last is at least drink a gallon of water a day. It may seem like it's impossible. It may seem like it's a lot. But once you start doing it, trust me, it's going to seem like it's nothing. I never drunk that much in a day. At the most, maybe I'll have two 32-ounce drinks or, you know, like tea or maybe a cup of orange juice. I have my cup of coffee every morning, but you won't catch me drinking a gallon of nothing every day until recently. I brought me a gallon jug. They actually sell them on Amazon, and I have an Amazon affiliate store um, where you can actually go to my store and you can click the link and see exactly which one I brought. Um, and I love my jug on the side. It has little sayings like good morning, hydrate yourself, remember your goal, keep chugging, feeling awesome. Don't give up. You've almost did it. And then you did it. I'm sorry, almost finished. And then you did it. And it has the little markings and the time on the side to where you should be at each time. So you don't feel completely intimidated, but I love it. It comes with two different caps. One has like this straw where, I mean, if you want to drink it like that, or they have an open top where you can screw on if you want to drink it like that. But I mean, there's no excuse. There's plenty of benefits, including kidney function and everything else to drink in a gallon of water a day, your skin, your hair, weight loss. I mean, it's up to you, but I recommend drinking a gallon of water a day. You'll start to see differences. And then when you look good, you feel good. And then that helps with your mental health. So everything is like a domino effect. If you can do it, do it. But those were my 10 tips you can do and you can implement for self-care every day on a regular or weekly basis. And 
these will be my tips for this week. Um, no scripture, but of course, I always urge you to spend time with your father, which was tip number one. But I also and I will pray us out. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for allowing me another opportunity to connect with your children, Father God. Um, I love them so much, and I want each and every one of them to do a better job at taking care of the life and the body that you have blessed all of us with. Life is entirely too short, Lord, and only you know um, the day and the time in which we're supposed to go. But before we even get to that point, I would like all of us to cherish the days that you have blessed us with and take care of ourselves. Take care of our skin, take care of our hair, take care of our mental health. Cut things off, do some pruning on the things that don't need to be in our lives, Father God. And always, always direct our attention and our love and our focus back to you. Um, because ultimately, you have the key to all the things that we need and will ever need. And only you can guide us and point us in the right direction that we need to be in. So, Father God, I pray over this week. I pray this week be a blessing for a lot of people. We get some breakthroughs going on here with the 10 tips that I've given them. And that hopefully we'll see some differences in, in all of our lives with these tips, applying these tips to our lives. And ultimately, the most important spending time with you. But Father God, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity. Please keep all of us safe, Lord. Amen and amen. All right, guys. See you next time. you for tuning in to this week's episode of God Coffee and Resilience. You can also follow us on Instagram at God Coffee and Resilience Podcast. You can also follow the host Reese at The Resilient PA and you can also check out our website at TheResilientPA.com. Take care guys.